Hello, buddies. Eric, we're not screaming at them this time. I'm not screaming. I'm just going to. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Darklands. Uh, our usual spiel, uh, everyone here at Tabletop Buddies is 21 years of age. We do not condone underage drinking and always drink responsibly. So welcome. Oh, we need a T word, Eric. We didn't do it. Raspberry. Ooh, that's a good one. Good choice. And I see why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, if this is your first time here, Ooh. which <laughs> even though it doesn't necess necessarily have to be said because it's in the channel description, uh, but in case you didn't read that or in case you didn't know, uh, Darklands, this uh, campaign, this is our, well, it, it was supposed to be the sideshow, <laughs> but that changed <laughs> very quickly, uh, that this is kind of just whatever players uh, I can wrangle up, um, all just having some drinks and uh, enjoying what is the Darklands. This is a continent in uh, my homebrew Hailmere world you know it's very uh gothic horror type thing and you know like i said we just enjoy some drinks and we uh play some pathfinder totally off subject but i was just looking at felix's sheet mm -hmm. with the spell slot per day did those only reset after a long rest or every single session uh i'm not sure if it's called long resting in Pathfinder, but I, I know it's daily, so it's not every session. Okay. So I, and I did do this right. <laughs> yeah, so I would just say kind of just assume for now that it's almost like a daily at dawn type item, and then we'll dig into the nitty gritty details later. Okay, then okay. I'm covering that up with the tablet so I don't see it anymore. Perfect. <laughs> okay, last we left off. Uh, we always have a a bit of a narrative recap just to uh, you know keep everyone's minds fresh. Uh, last we left off, the devil of the tavern slain with possibly with some mystery behind him appearingly being magically shackled. You regathered with everyone and split up for the evening as you were speaking with uh you know victor and william mazaran and everyone it was you know kind of save who you can this is not a divide and conquer this is a stay safe mission <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, as this happened and evening came to be cassius launched an attack like no other you have ever seen or even heard of and a leader of sorts a horse riding armor wearing vampire commanding all of these lesser ones beneath underneath him with all of your observation throughout the evening, um, you discovered in the morning after some chat, uh, this figure was known 
as a member of the first Harbingers. Uh, thanks to uh, William Mazarin, uh, you gathered a, a little bit of info. You know, if anything, they're more of myth. It's more of like a, a name that's just kind of been passed around of, do they really exist? And as you began to learn more, these figures are an elite vampire force hardly ever seen as they only command the most vicious and violent attacks. However, with your travel ahead, you are heading back to mid-March. William Mazarin gifted you Mia, a magically conjured armored warhorse. You grabbed Benji and you begin making your way, which is where we pick up. Uh, if there's any, um, you know, kind of last minute final things you'd like to do before you officially take off here, you know, we can take a quick second. Um. No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I was gonna say there's there's nothing wrong with just heading out. It's just you know I'm making sure that you know you're you're happy with where we are and we can you know keep going. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. Okay. So uh, mounted um, atop Mia with Benji. <laughs> of course, with yep. Benji. Um, this travel. You've for sure got a day on the road here, um, as Mr. Mazarin, as William uh, alluded to, probably just within the past hour in game-wise, um, if, if Mia is on her best behavior and you guys treat her well and everything, um, this is almost just entirely west uh, Runnelton to Binmarch, it is just like a bit southwest, but they're, from your knowledge, there actually isn't like any towns, small settlements, anything like that in between. It's pretty much just dirt path. And, you know, it was, as I said, as we're on horseback, you know, taking time to eat and, you know, not, uh, not exhaust yourself. Perhaps by morning, you could make it to Midmarch. Okay. And with one, you know, stern haya, you and your halfling buddy uh, begin making your way. You know, a wave goodbye to uh, to Victor. Uh, I would say Sasha, but she didn't really seem to care that you were leaving. Not after the scolding she gave me. <laughs> You don't like Beetle. Oh my god. Um, and, you know, uh, William and Emma kind of just both with, with a smile because they uh, they did give you a guarantee, a promise, essentially, uh, that they'll kind of uh, just investigate, maybe hit the books, whatever they need to do to try and get you a lead on this whole mi missing children thing that hopefully by the time you come back, uh, you know, they'll at least have some sort of information to give. 
Mm -hmm. and you leave uh, Runnelton, you know, kind of a short visit. I think you were only here for actually just a in-game day, but you did get a summons for anyone uh, that may have missed it or doesn't know. Uh, Beetle got a summons from Easton. Uh, that is good friend uh, Navian seems to be essentially in some pretty deep trouble. Something happened, it was very vague, and it was, you need to get back here at your earliest convenience, which is why this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So, travel-wise, you start your trek with Benji. You know, this is pretty, uh, you know, heavily dirt path. You know, it is traveled. You know, there is plenty of trade, you know, caravan merchants, vendors that come through here. So it's not like it's unknown territory. It's not like it's uncommon to see others passing by um, for your first uh, few hours. Um, is there anything right away that you'd like to do? Anything that you want to, you know, discuss with Benji? Anything like that? I'm going to tell Benji to yeah. try to take a nap. You can lean against my chest plate as we're traveling. I'm going to keep maybe eh, half hour, 45 minutes, mm -hmm. casting medicine on our faithful steed to keep her limber, healthy, up to 100%. Yeah, uh, I would say that doesn't necessarily have to be medicine, that you can just keep on, like, contributing a little bit of your lay on hands. You know, just keep her, you know, energy level high is kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say instead, uh, I, whichever is higher, actually. If you'd like to still do medicine, you could, but you could also do religion, if you'd like. Keeping the lay on hands in mind. Oh, it's definitely going to be religion. I figured. <laughs> That's why I offered. Uh, I'm going to double check my math here. Sure, sure. Uh, 28. Ooh. 28. That is great. That is very good. Okay, yeah, with absolute, you know, success, you know, there's no means any sort of slowing down, you know, it's not like you're, it's not like you're like shoving a five-hour energy in a horse's mouth or anything like that. This is more of just, you know, um, reassuring her along the way that you guys will get through it. Everything's going to be fine. And, you know, it's, if anything, it's more of like an, uh, it's more of like an emotional bond, an emotional connection that uh, you made with Mia. Yeah. And uh, there is great struggle on Benji's behalf, <laughs> especially rolling a, a single digit here um, <laughs> to keep any sort of uh, relaxation or anything of that nature. <laughs> um, he, he more of just cuts to the chase. Uh, it was like I said, especially with this role, that sucks. Of, uh... So, uh, mid-March, uh, what's going on here? Um, can you just like give me an update? A recap? 
All I know is my friend Easton summoned me. Sure. Or as soon as I could, something's going on with a mutual friend of ours named Nivian. Okay, cool. I, I think I've heard of him before. He, he like, runs a bar or something like that. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've only passed through, so, you know, I'm just kind of, you know... You can see he's, like, kind of, like, ruffling his hand through his hair, like, trying to remember something. Okay. Um, I mean, I would do... You know, I would do anything to help a friend, too. Uh, what about... Like, are we going to be... I don't want to say stuck, but are we going to be staying there a while? Because this whole, uh, this whole uh, shackled devil thing, you know, it's it's kind of a head-scratcher for me, and it's, you know, you got to admit, it's, it's pretty weird. I wish I could answer that for how long you'll be there. I honestly do not know, but as far as the devil situation... I agree. It is a head scratcher, and yeah. Yeah. you need to get back to it as fast as possible. Yeah. But okay, have have you ever seen anything like that before? I don't even think I've heard of anything like that before. Can, can you do a recall knowledge? <laughs> sure. Uh. And I'm I'm not purposely trying to make it difficult for you. It's just it is the skill check that would apply. Uh, this would actually be occultism, because this is weird, infernal, dark magic that you're not familiar with. You know, you're not even much of a spellcaster yourself. All of this is very weird. I'll do numbers. Okay, thirteen plus thirteen, thirty-two. That's great. Um, okay, so if, if anything, because, you know, you, you were able to identify what it was, um, and it, it's not like hearing the word devil should be taken lightly. You know, there are very low ranking devils. There are very weak devils who like even, and, you know, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe a little bit, but... <laughs> Due to how low rank and how little impact, you know, by archdevils, by fiends, you know, they're kind of viewed as peons. You know, these really low ranking devils, like a elderly um, kind of veteran imp would probably actually hold more word over a low ranking devil, right? He was not. He was kind of middle ground, and with your recall knowledge, you know, because you're still, you know, stuck on horseback, you're talking with Benji and everything, you would imagine that it was either one of two things. It was either forceful, like he was stuck there and he didn't know how to get out, or, as devils do, he took the unfortunate 
worst half of some sort of deal. That's kind of what devils specialize in, is presenting a deal to people that, you know, you can receive X thing, but, you know, you'll die 20 years earlier than you should. That perhaps a devil made a deal with another devil, or just something else that is fiendish or uh, infernal in nature. And unfortunately, it it very well could be he didn't read the fine script. And I think most importantly, by no means should Beetle feel regret. By no means should Beetle feel bad. At the end of the day, this thing was still a devil. <laughs> it deserved to fucking die. It's just the, the way in which it did for a lot of people, you know, everyone in Reynoldton included, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Simply tell Benji that I do not recall anything of this nature. But that when we get back, he is going to have to train harder than he has ever trained before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, maybe maybe Sasha won't yell at me as much. Right? <laughs> we can hope. Yeah, yeah. You guys both kind of just share that same smile of, you know, like, maybe. Okay, so we'll... We'll check on your friend right away. Um, and it was like I said, I swear I've only passed through mid-March a couple of times. Is there like anything weird? Do I need a heads up on something? Do they have like any sort of, you know, like terminology, religions, anything like that that I should stray away from? You know, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. No, you should be pretty good. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I mean, it's just, I've been to a few places where I basically literally and figuratively get looked down upon because, well, you know. Nah, these people are pretty accepting. Just be polite. Speak when spoken to. Hello? That kind of thing. Is anyone out there? Hello? Hello? Hello, is anyone out there? And you yes, who are you? You see amongst all the trees. Right, sure, there's a bridge about 250 feet ahead of you. But you kind of have that just like part feline instinct um, to your right ear. That uh, to your right, there's this, th there's a bit of a clearing amongst all of it. And you kind of just, you know, you give a good squint, and through it, you see there's this, it's like this massive, kind of angled ceramic vase or pot that's got like a few cracks in it. But this thing is probably like 40-ish feet in, uh, like, its perimeter, its radius is like around 40 feet. Like, this thing is massive. Like, you could probably fit like 20 Benjis in here. 
A 40-foot diameter vase? Yes. And, you know, it's, it's ceramic. It's got, like, that, like, weathered brown look to it. And, like, from, like, that spot, you know, that direction, like, right there, you just hear, I'm right here. Hello? I turn Mia mm-hmm. that direction and I scan for anything evil or maniacal, cynical traps. Uh, oh, so you just want to do like a trap check? Yeah, I'm kind of a detect evil at the same time. Well, you, you do have that uh, evil sense or something. So we'll say you pop that and then give me a uh, perception check for, the for you know, any traps. I think it's called sense evil. I'll, I'll just take a look real quick, see the specifics of it. Yes, it is called it sense, is evil. sense evil. Okay, so you said perception? Mm-hmm. 29. 29. C. Okay. Um, gotcha. Okay, that's great. Um, your, it's not that your sense of evil isn't working. Of course it's working. You know, your fucking beetle swift claw. Of course it works. It's just, it's not feeling anything. Okay. However, your perception is. It's not that you are actually feeling a trap. You don't feel by any means that this is like some sort of dag, you know, some sort of means to pull somebody in. It's actually Mia that kind of sets off your perception because as you, you know, drop off and you, you know, begin to slowly approach, she's just kind of bucking back and, you know, the front hooves are kind of just kind of moving erratically. And as you look back to her, kind of look at where, like the direction that she's doing this in, and you see about uh, 50 feet in front of that, you know, like that massive vase. Uh, you see another horse just kind of gently galloping. Kind of shies away and like kind of goes behind a tree. But you do see it, you know, that long just like horse face, horse nose, just kind of nudging towards uh, that large pot. Okay. Hello. Who's speaking? Please help. Largan. Largan, are you a yes. jargon? What? Never mind. Okay, Largan, are you the vase or are you inside this vase? Um. I, and I, I would say due to Beetle's perception, um... It isn't that necessarily hard to just kind of, 
because you know it was like i said the scene is stuck in the ground and it's kind of angled for you to just like kind of tiptoe or for like you know benji to climb your back and to look inside and there's nothing inside of the vase ah please you know my name what is yours no. Beetle, please. It has been hours. Who or what did this to you? Um, these two yellow figures? They were bony and they lashed out at me. I was atop my horse. Um, they were covered in, like, vines and flowers. Uh, I'm unsure why they didn't keep attacking, because, you know, clearly tumbled. Easy target. Please, I'm, I'm already running late. I must be on my way. Where are you off to? Uh, the Mezzo District. That is where I reside. No. I was uh, simply traveling east uh, from mid-March. I was paying my friend Easton a visit, and now I'm stuck here. Funny that you also know Easton. Oh, we know a long ways back. We are great friends. He actually, Thanks. many, many, many moons ago, he, he saved my life. Oh? Long story, please. Mm. Anything that you can do. Um. Perhaps, do you have shovels? No, we do not. Or a, uh, how, how, how much of a push do you think you could give? Um, how far into the ground is he sunk? Honestly, it's hard to tell, but I mean, you could give an athletics check to try and move this thing. Sure. Beetlehead is non-weedies. Yeah, because, you know, the, the struggle is, is like, you know, you got the vase, so how far, like, you know, under it is he? It's, you know, the the whole thing is just hard to read. But yeah, if, you if, said that be in athletics? Yeah. Okay, die, don't fail me now. Ugh, math. Ugh. 17 plus 19. 36. 36, yeah. So, you... You essentially begin to bull charge. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, and I, I think that's the approach that he would take in the first place. <laughs> Is you you yeah. see this thing, you know, like maybe it was on a caravan or something that, you know, maybe this dude was just like transporting this giant thing. But at the end of the day, what's more important, a big pot or, or a life? 
I feel like that's where Beetle would be. Yeah. That you just kind of, you know, kick up the, the mud, the dirt underneath you with your boot. You drop your shoulder and you're just like going in for like a full tackle. You know, like whenever NFL commentators are like, you know, that's a textbook. <laughs> you know, it's like a spear without actually fully hitting it. It's just making the impact. And you hear this. It's almost like a retracting suction cup. <laughs> and you see the entire thing just begin to tumble and tumble and tumble. And, it, you know, like finally rests and hits against a tree a little bit. You know, some leaves come down and you uh, look down and within, but there's nobody there. They turned you into a 40-foot vase. You look up and you see this giant cracked pot. These arms, these legs, it begins to dust itself off with its hands, turns to you and just kind of like gives a kneel. begin to realize there wasn't ever a man under this thing. It was this thing that was calling for help. <sighs> you are a Thank first. Thank you very much. This is just... <clears throat> you can see as he dusts himself off, he kind of, like, Superman poses, and, like, this dude's got, like, some beefy fucking arms you know he's got like the aj dylan calves just thank you thank you so very much and like he doesn't even wait for you to shake his hand he just like grabs your arm and starts shaking your hand you know, it's like a it's almost like a like a middle-aged dad shaking the hand of like a teenage boyfriend to their daughter that it like there's some force behind this and that's saying a lot especially for beetle uh -huh, yeah uh, you're welcome, Largan. You can stop. Very Just okay much. My shoulder. Very much. It was it was Beetle, you said. Yes. Oh, good, good. Please, please come by the mezzo sometime. I'd I'd love to show you around. I will look for you. How? How? How will you look for me? You're a forty-foot diameter vase. Yes. I'm pretty sure I'll see you. I like your moxie. You make a good poxy. And small one. Good job. Good job. <laughs> you can see he's like trying to be complimentary. <laughs> but he's not really sure what Benji did to help at all here. Stayed out of the way. You were a great motivator to Beetle. You can see just like Superman poses again. As I said, I was already running late. Um, please come by the mezzo. You know, maybe we can get some drinks, meet some women. Anyways, off I go. You can see he just begins to stride and like, you know, it's like a Lord of the Rings, like giant, like every step he takes is like six steps for Benji. 
hops <laughs> hops on his horse and just kind of gives that like you know big big wave you know arm fully extended and like almost in like that rainbow shape goodbye wave back yeah um as you are waving uh give me another perception or nature up to you Oh, we're definitely good. 31. 31. Okay, so um, a couple of things. Uh, first of all is... I'm going to pair it with a little bit of a recall knowledge here. First of all is with Cassius's attack yesterday and suddenly now these weird bony yellow things just so happen to be around like you know this is a very commonly traveled path and it just so happens to be while you're here beetle that's that's awfully strange mm -hmm. <laughs> Now, there is a small woodlands that, you know, it seems to kind of get, like, marsh light um, a bit more uh, to the west that, you know, obviously you've stepped down from the horses and, you know, began to investigate around to see if there were any traps or anything like that around. Uh, so we are probably, you know, like late morning, you know, probably three-ish or so hours have passed since you and Benji left Reynolds. Um looking on into that more uh woodlands like area where you would expect like tons of trees and you know leaves on the ground you know plants there there is like a group of birds that flies over as you're trying to just surveying your surroundings here you know trying to like get a read you do see about 60 feet to that western direction that you're looking into that woodlands you're unsure if there's a connection but there does seem to be, uh, first of all, a halfling bouncing up and down. <laughs> and you see what he is bouncing and pointing at seems to be some sort of yellow light slime that's on like the trunk of a tree and seems to be dripping off uh, some of the branches. Um, I'm going to walk up to this tree with this yellow sludge yeah. on it. Yeah, sludge, you know, viscousy type liquid. And... Hmm. I love the thinking, hmm. Well, there's a couple of checks I could do. Mm -hmm. And I might just do them. <laughs> Both. Uh, the first one is going to be a perception, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, is there anything we're looking for in particular, specific? Mm. What it's possibly made of. Is it mm -hmm. 
poisonous? Is it harming the tree? Sure. Is it like that? Okay. Uh, 31. 31. Okay, and that was nature? Perception. Perception. Okay. Um, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, you know, like getting really up close to it and taking a better look, uh, you do see that there are some very small, like, sprouting. Like, you know, when you just, like, are in like a greenhouse or you're just buying like a potted plant and it's just like barely like like you know a little sapling mm -hmm. you see that but instead of it being like a simple house plant this is more of like a vine sprouting and you see amongst it uh more dots of yellow flowers beginning to take place you don't necessarily feel like it's harming or hurting anything. Um, you do, however, there's an indefinite feeling that it's not meant to be here. It was deliberately put here. And maybe, just maybe over time, it could grow into a problem. Okay. Um, um beats. I I don't mean to interrupt. Um you know, like that that, you know, it's it's weird, right? Like it's super important. Uh, but what do you think of this? And you see Benji kind of just goes, you know, not even by feet. He kind of just walks like six steps away and points up. I look where he's pointing. Yeah, so, so you just follow him and, you know, you just look directly up to where he's pointing. And, you know, he's, he's going around the tree, you know, you're kind of you know, looking at the trunk from the back and he's kind of going around the side to the front. And as you do so and look up, uh, you see from one of its, you know, pretty hefty, you know, pretty sturdy branches, you see a body hanging from one of the branches. You know, rope, everything, hung, noose. Uh, you see this body. Uh, it's chest has been ripped to shreds and partially taken a few ribs are missing from this figure his heart has been shoved into his mouth the top of his head you know his scalp seems to have been sliced, seems to have been cut all the way around his head so his head could essentially just open. Uh, this figure is shoeless. The shoes might have been taken or they're missing. And you see his toes 
have been replaced with bird bones. Okay. Welcome to the Darklands. Yeah, um... I want to do a detect evil on the core of the hanging body and that tree. I'm I'm not saying that the slime isn't important. I'm just saying, like, what about? You know what I'm saying? You know the. Yeah. And you you can see like, as Benji's saying this, he's like got his eyes closed and his head kind of turned, but his finger is still pointing. <laughs> It's like when you're watching a horror movie and like someone doesn't want to watch, but they're just like pointing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um. So, give me the order of what you want to do first. First, detect evil on the body, and then detect evil on that tree. Okay. So we'll just call it a like a double religion. So just roll me two, two religion checks. I'm fine with that. Or occultism, if that would feel better. Be the same no matter what, so. Oh, okay. 23 for the f first religion. Mm. Yep. And... Tequila. Yeah, and then 32 for the second. Okay, so the, uh, the, the we'll start with the 32, obviously, because that was the higher one, and that was on the tree, which, mm -hmm. you know, can objectively be the most important. Um, at its roots, this thing is pure, natural, you know, planted here who knows how many decades, centuries ago. You know, this thing is of earth, Essentially, it checks out the only like little blimp of, you know, maybe necromancy, evil, something out of place is actually just that slime. You know, the yellow slime on the other side, that's the only thing that's showing any sort of, you know, dissociation. The tree itself is fine. It's not alive. It's not undead. You know, nothing like that is going to occur when it comes to the tree. It's just that slime is still, you know, it's just kind of that spidey sense, you know, like that fuzzy feeling on the back of your head. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of what you get from the tree. Tree's good. Uh, the body, on the other hand, you know, you, you know, for, for the first check, you're taking a pretty good look around the whole thing. You know, you're like moving some leaves. You're making sure that, you know, there's not some sort of like weird hexed ground that, you know, underneath the leaves and the brush, that it's not just, like, black and bloody. Uh, and as you're doing that, you know, you're making your way around, you're, you're going to go up and, you know, kind of give that same sensation to uh, the body hanging from the tree. You know, you kind of just want to do that same once over, you know, a really thorough, detailed investigation on this body and as you're you know you're about to reach up because you know it was like i said you're not sure if his shoes were taken if they're just missing uh, you know you want to start with taking i would i'm guessing you would kind of want to start with taking a look at what you can reach which would be 
the bird bones in place of his toes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So as you're reaching up and, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like the E.T. slow motion of you're about to tap something. Uh, you feel immediately drabbed as this hanging figure's hand grabs your wrist. You see the eyes open. <laughs> and he pulls his eyes out from his skull and his body goes limp again. Oh. Uh, beats. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You're pretty sure this is the first time you've actually heard Benji curse. <laughs> Probably is. I honestly don't know, Benji. But I think it's high time we uh, get back on our horse and uh, yeah. keep our travels going. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that doesn't mean anything. And you see... When we come back to you. Yes. Uh, and you see Benji look. And uh, when this body now... Now you feel permanently whatever just happened won't occur again you see on his left hand his fingers actually left with an index finger up pointing i look in the direction that finger is pointing man i would love to say it to be a nature check but i think this time around i gotta give you a perception check buddy i'm sorry Perception? Yeah. You sure? Mm-hmm. You positive? Oh, no. That's <laughs> oh. 20. Oh. Okay. Natural 20. So, a few things happened to Beetle here. First of all, you look back you look at Benji, you look at this crazy-ass corpse, and there's this sense of calm and almost like a flashback to William. And you just kind of smirk to yourself and you whisper the word Mia, and you feel immediately around your neck. There's this cloth-like sensation with a metal emblem of a horse. Oh, so that's how you work. Cool. Uh, this is a natural 20, so I'm working with what I got. Uh, secondly, uh, I wouldn't put him at, like, crap his pants quite yet, but Benji seems pretty fucking terrified. <laughs> Just in general. And thirdly, uh, a hero point just for you know, doing such a stellar job so far, following along, uh, taking that clue for what it was, and you see as he points, 
This is something that would have definitely gone unnoticed. Like, you, you know for sure, like, you were cautious enough before making sure that you wouldn't get jumped. Oddly enough, you still don't feel like you're going to be attacked. Even though you see four figures up in different trees about 60 feet ahead. They are almost in, like, a sense of camouflage. You know, they're definitely humanoid in shape, unarmed. But you can't get this sensation of this whispering that they're all doing to each other. Huh. I just uh, give a quick nod to them and I walk to Benji, pick him up, and you get back on Mia. Great. So you give a firm nod, and I, I don't... Sure. Just to see kind of intrigued me with how high you can roll. Uh, let's make it a diplomacy check. Mm -hmm. Da -da do, do. 35. Oh, Jesus, are you serious? 19 and 16. Okay, with a 19 and a, oh my goodness, there is a firm understanding and kind of like an acceptance of territory that you understand that this is their land. They, and it was like I said, you didn't have a fear of being like jumped or anything. It's they were still trying to suss you out. And due to essentially what is just Beatles general bravery, courageous aura, it's if you would have came through, I probably would have let him anyways. But the fact that he backed off means respect. And you make your way back out of the woodlands. Essentially, just like drop this uh, this amulet on the ground, and you see Mia buck right back up and continue travel. Yes. Yes. Great. Okay. Uh. So when we started that, it was like late morning. That maybe took all of an hour only. I would say. So we're probably looking right around lunchtime. Uh, anything you want to do for this leg of the travel? Um, I hand Benji make a sandwich yeah. to eat. Oh. I continue doing my thing with Mia, and I eat a sandwich. Sure, sure. It's just, it's that, you know, like, generic, just like ham. Ham, turkey, maybe, maybe like a slab of cheese. You know, it's it's very you know like uh, 
I wouldn't say necessarily 70s, but like those like 80s to like early 2000s construction worker lunches. Sounds like a pretty good dad kind of lunch. Whew. Oh. Yellow. And that body. And. That was a lot. What did you do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm 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 not usually the abrasive type, but I just saw a a dead man eat his eyeballs. Okay. The world of Benji is a big scary place, and you will encounter many a strange thing in it. And sometimes you encounter things like that that is just best to not think upon. I saw a vase man and another dude with a heart in its mouth. Okay, vase man was pretty cool. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Largan seems like a pretty fucking cool dude. Neither here nor there. That was fucking weird. Yeah, yeah it was. I will not lie about it. But, know that we are safe. Okay, I mean, you're right, you're right, you know, it is the middle of the day, there is some sunshine, Every, everything is going to be fine. Hmm. See, he's like trying to tell himself that, but he's kind of scared. <laughs> I lay a gentle hand on his shoulder and just say, as long as you're with me, you will be safe. To the topmost of my abilities. Okay. Thank you. And I do a Vulcan nerve pinch to put him to sleep. Oh, dude, I cannot roll for Benji at all. That was a four on the Eric dice. Oh, no. let's roll a d6, motherfucker. 2d6. Have we ever done a 2d6? Roll 2d6. No, we haven't. Yeah, I'll just drink. I won't even say. Oh, was it that bad? I rolled a two on both of them. Okay, it was that bad. Yes, it was. I, I was looking at a three and a six. <laughs> so, like, I was super hyped about the six. That's why, like, I shut up right away. Because it's like, I, I can rub this in his face, but it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> okay. Time for another Twisted. Woo! Okay, so, um, this early afternoon, um, you know, part of your travel, uh, anything you're looking out for? Anything you want to do along the way? Does Beetle have any songs of his people? Uh, we can do that as another recall knowledge, and let's do that as a lower. A lore Ooh. skill check, yeah. I've rolled this number enough times, I should just know it. Dude, right? 32. 32. Um, essentially, yes. You know, it's not like um, there is... I think it's easier to word it this way. There are a couple of options here. There's essentially the equivalent of, like, the Hail Marian national anthem 
you know, which obviously you've been taught, you know, you, you know that by heart, you know, it's just the George equivalent of the IRL version. Um, then there is a swear to oath, but that's also another thing you're very familiar with because you're a champion. You essentially had to assure your deity of things that you will do and will pursue in the future and a guarantee of things you will stray away from, you know, almost like a, the dark side and all that type stuff of like Star Wars where you won't like give in. Mm -hmm. uh, there is one thing that kind of, and you can't quite put your finger on why, but there is one thing that kind of rings true the most, and it is actually a very distant memory. Uh, this is something you haven't thought of in a while, but you finally have some peace. You're to yourself. You're on horseback. And it's simply your mother humming to you when you were a child. It was a simple melody, you know, the same rhythm. You fell asleep to it many, many nights. We're going to uh, do that one. Okay, I will not even subject you to a performance check because it's just nice that you did. I did, however, subject uh, Benji to a perception check to see if it would wake him up, and he rolled a three. So I'm not, yeah. e I'm not even going to add the perception. You're pretty sure at some point you felt a, a little bit of, like, big spoon action. Yeah. You're not sure how he managed that on a horse. If anything, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and... Sorry, I'm just double-checking my map, because I would prefer to be accurate other than guess. Yes. Um, that You know from uh, William's words earlier in the day, that you know if, if Mia's on her best behavior, which she honestly has been, uh, that you could be there by morning, you, you're pretty, pretty close. You know, you're pretty close to on track with that. Um, maybe a little bit too uh, north than uh than west but in a weird way you kind of find that to be a good thing because as you you know you're con continuing your humming uh you do notice coming through you know just uh two horses caravan wagon uh seem to be the small group of like skinners hunters leather workers they have like a bunch of wolf carcasses and stuff that they're probably just taking it to Reynolds or whatever else is around. You know, you would doubt that it would go to the Mezzo district, so maybe it could be going to somewhere like Nalore. You know, you kind of just kind of see the uh, in-transport uh, butcher shop. <laughs> okay. Uh, and as you do, there is actually one figure that uh, stands out. He seems to be deliberately standing on like the far back side of their wagon. And he's actually like an orcish figure. So, you know, he's like above like six feet tall and he, he's kind of waving his hands in this like 
uh, almost like a V to start and then turns it into like an X to cross his arms and then turns it into a V again and is seemingly trying to alert you to the left-hand side of the path. But, you know, you're both on horseback, so you're passing each other so quickly. Do I notice anything? Uh, make me another perception check. Thirty-two. Thirty-two, okay. Um, because you are in, like, I'm, like, hawk-eyeing you on the world map right now. <laughs> uh, because you are just a smidge uh, northern, then you should be uh, west. Like I said, it's not much of a big deal. It just kind of changes your terrain, right? That uh, it's for sure getting, like, a bit more swampy. The water levels rising just like a little bit, you know, it's not like anything that would bother, you know, like a humanoid foot, you know, it's just more of like a recent rainfall type deal. But you are seeing more and more of those like weeping willow type trees. And you do notice kind of, you know, just having to have Mia pace through this, you know, kind of marshland type, whatever the fuck this is, you know, it kind of sucks because it's slowing her down a, a little bit. You are noticing, at, at first it's just a couple of them, about every, and it's hard to put a direct number on it, because sometimes it's 10 feet, sometimes it's 50 feet, but then it's at the median at 30 feet. You just keep on seeing dead crows. It's like I said, sometimes it's 10 feet. Other times it's 50 feet, but then it's like there's another one right there. We just keep powering through. Just keep powering through? Yep. Okay. All right, uh, anything on Mia's end as well? Just going to keep doing what I've been doing for her. Keep her fresh. Okay. Keep her healthy. Okay, perfect. So we are, uh, as we are getting into the later afternoon, uh, you do actually feel a bit of a, a bit of motion behind you. Mia isn't really acting up, but you definitely feel something. I glance over my left shoulder. You glance over and you see a couple of arms just kind of stretching out and you see little Benji waking up. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know I had to. Who the hell did he get behind me? I, I thought you wanted me to sleep. Huh? Do you feel rested? Uh. Kinda. 
That's good. That's good. And you see, as he, he says, as he says, kinda, he kind of just like you know looks left, looks right. Um, and you know he kind of has like that kid's like almost like an eye rub to him. Uh, oh, uh, where are we? Are we almost there? You're kind of almost there, kind of. I was going to say, I was going to say probably yeah. about halfway, three quarters. Yeah. Okay. Um. Why, why did you, why did you kill all the birds? That was not me. And as you recall, he was actually asleep. Yeah. He was sleeping when that happened. Are you sure? First off, you were asleep, Benji. How did you know about the dead birds? That's interesting. Uh, make me a diplomacy check. I'll give you a diplomacy check. Check your messenger, George. Not again. Well, we'll see if it goes through, but yes, again. Oh, it did go through, so again. It did, again. Okay. So, as you're just kind of, like, doubting, like, how do you know that? It's not... And just to kind of, you know, clear the air, it's not that there's a lack of trust... It's like pure curiosity and also confusion because <laughs> it's like you were unconscious. You didn't see it, but you're talking about it. You know, like there's a couple of missing puzzle pieces here. And as you're just kind of calling them out on it, you see him look left, look right, look back at you. And as he blinks, you see uh, his like pupil, iris, everything it turns pretty much into a straight black, almost like a demon in Supernatural. Oh, Red is the color of sin. White is the color of the angels. But yellow... Oh. Yellow is the color of infection. Then you see How suddenly you know? he is shaking his head and then just looks at you. I stop Mia. I throw him to the ground. What? What? How do you know about this, Benji? What? How do you know about the dead birds when you were asleep? What are you talking you about? Know, what are you talking about, about? The devil. How do you know that white is the color of angels? How do you know of yellow being infection? What infection? Do not toy with me, boy. With no check needed? You don't feel like he's toying with you. He seems genuinely confused. 
I call on my deity mm-hmm. for assistance of the full power of righteousness and all of good. Yeah. And yeah. I lay my hands on his head. Yeah. Make a religion check. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. You you close your eyes and you know you almost have like tears going down. Like you know this isn't something you want to do. This isn't something you even expected. Then you open them. You have your hand on your sword pommel and you see tears forming up absolute fear on this face utter confusion and you look up to the sky and it's not that it's not that you were ignored it's not that you don't matter it's there's this sense of just a lack of presence You're not sure if it's in, do, in disapproval of what you're doing or if it's being on the same page. But there's indefinite fear. Okay, let's just slow it down. What are you talking about? I grab him and I put him back on the horse in front of me and I'm muster Mia forward. Power of Mia yeah. to get going. Okay. I mean I we, correct our course. We we don't have to talk about it. Let's just know that nighttime it, it's just hours away. We're going to be sitting ducks pretty soon. We need to think of a home. We need to think of light. You don't have to trust me right now, but either way, we both want to survive until tomorrow. That is true, but I need you to think. Okay. Because what you said should not have been uttered from your mouth. The meaning of red, the meaning of white, the meaning of yellow. Do you not recall any of that? You keep saying this. No. You keep saying that I'm saying these things? When? How? Where? Just now, on the horse. You were asleep when we went to the dead Crows, you should not have known about that. Your eyes turned pitch no, black. No, but I, no... I, I, I saw dead crows, and I know I didn't kill them, so I'm not trying to How insinuate. Did... How did you see dead crows if you're sleeping? Have you been here before? Is this an ongoing issue? No. I don't think so. Is it? 
If you'd like to, you can you make an occultism check on that one. Oh, I definitely will. Thirty. Thirty. Um, it's hard to say in absolute certainty. It's just, it's hard to say. But there is a, a, uh, a strong hunch. There is a sensation, a guess, you know, an educated guess of um, if nothing else, there was probably a possession that took place. Do you not feel different than you normally feel? Um, I mean, like my, uh, like my head's kind of, you know, like, uh, I don't want to say it's wrong, you know, it's my head. Maybe it's just like kind of, uh, like hangover-y, do you know what I mean? Like a bit of a blur, a bit of a fuzz. It's not quite there. I don't know. I thought maybe sleeping on a horse just like gave me a headache or something. Do you think so? Looking forward, all I say is I believe it is something more serious than that. Okay. We will add it to the to-do list. Yes. Yes, we will. Okay. Um, the list that never goes down. I guess not. <laughs> and, you know, he always just kind of has that, you know, kind of a sarcastic, like, Michael J. Fox grin. <laughs> um, okay, so like I was saying... Uh, shelter for the night. Are we just going to pick somewhere and, uh, you know, like bed down, you know, switch shifts throughout the night? We're going to camp a little ways off the okay. road, but the road in sight. How about we stay away from swamps and birds? That's a good idea. Great, good. Good, good, good. Onward! And you see he like tries to do like your haya, but it has like literally no effect on Mia. <laughs> you, well, you, you put him in the front, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like literally no effect. It's almost like a, a kid, you know, like uh, riding a horse, you know, in, in front of their father. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not falling for that, but I'll keep going. Uh-huh. And uh, actually, the next few hours as nightfall occurs, um, finally, pretty, pretty quiet. Uh, the, the marshland, you know, swampy type terrain um, is indefinitely fading. 
know, this is becoming more of your uh, just grasslands type area, which actually does tiny, it, it kind of makes you feel better, if anything, because that means you're getting closer and closer to mid-March. And uh, Benji essentially, without necessarily saying pulls over, uh, just kind of goes off to the side where there actually does seem to be like a, a very small like hillside that you could probably uh, camp on like the northeast side that would be out of sight. Works for me. Right here's the, okay, good for me too. Good, good. You can see it hops off, you know, like with this big, you know, like from a session or two ago, he's got that, that like big rucksack, like sleeping bag and everything on him. You know, it's almost like a Boy Scout type setup. You know, he's starting to get, getting the tent ready. He's throwing down, you know, just like some sticks and lumber uh, for the fire. So, um, just to, you know, same page and everything. Um... But why, what, what, uh, why were you going to kill me? I wasn't Sorry, going I, to I, I just don't know how to word it. It just, I thought you were, and I still, what exactly happened? First off, wasn't going to kill you, but I was prepared to defend myself against you. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. You were asleep. Right. And there's no way you should have known about the dead birds that we had passed. Yeah, that makes then sense. Your eyes lost all their white. It was just pure black. Black like darkness. Yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah, yeah you know, I can see all that scary. And then... <laughs> started saying red is the color of blood which is the color of the devil white is the color of the angels and yellow is color of infection and then you were back to how you were originally well I mean like clouds are white you know, it's not just angels, you know. I mean, armor can be red. Maybe but you it specifically... was a message. Maybe it was a message. Maybe it had meaning. Maybe it had purpose. It was a message, but I don't think it's the kind of message that you would want. I mean, I didn't really ask for it in particular, no. No, neither did I. But. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and uh, it's not necessarily just a beetle thing, but I think that in the past couple of days that you've known Benji, he's got this weird way of kind of being direct, but also being nervous about it and not wanting to accept, like, what's coming out of his own mouth. Okay. Benji. So, yeah. Helpful tip. Don't be afraid of everything. Well, I mean, most things just want to kill me, so... There is... 
a fine line of being scared, being brave, and being stupid. Tread that line. Right. Use your fear to your advantage. But do not let your fear be known. Thanks, Beetle. You're welcome. Now get some sleep. No, um, just real quick beforehand, what do what do you think of, or what do we think of, uh, Largan? Was that his name? He was real, real different. I don't know how to feel about Largan. He was... Have you ever met a Largan before? Not like by name, like what he was. No, that was a first. Me too. I don't know how to feel about it. He was nicer than Sasha. Oh, uh, you're not wrong on that one. So I I'll, didn't feel yeah. like in school. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, um... Here, uh... I'll hop in the tent. It'll just give me, like, you know, like five hours. Just, like, five solid hours. Uh, and then wake me up, and then you take it. Sounds good. Awesome. Awesome. Good night, Beetle. Good night, Benji. And, you know, he just kind of, you know, taps your shoulder on the way, you know, like a small squeeze. Uh, retreats into the tent, and that is where we will take our break. So we'll be right back with you guys in just a second and see what uh, the night has in store for Beetle and Benji. Okay, welcome back. Hello! <laughs> so we uh, pick up with you, Beetle. Uh, you're just essentially taking first watch here. Uh, should we just call it a perception check, make sure everything goes smooth throughout? Yeah. Okay. Oh, calculator, calculator, calculator. My teacher said I wouldn't use one. Uh, 28. <laughs> right? So many of us have heard that. You'll never have a, a calculator just, you know, in your pocket. Like, no, we, liter we literally do. <laughs> Some days I have two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. so uh, that perception check, Um. you know, it, it actually is a pretty pretty quiet night which you're not that used to you know most of the time you're kind of jumping from in to in city to city bar to bar you know wherever you can find a cozy room with you know a roof over your head where now this is kind of camping yeah which um is... oh i'm sorry go ahead I'm going to, okay, so I sang, oh, I hummed a song to yep. my mother. Yep. I'm going to, uh, in my deep, rumbling, thunderous voice, mm -hmm. start singing uh, my deity song. Sure. I think you called it. Yep. And start polishing all of my weapons, shining them up. Sharpening. Yeah. yeah, it's it's more of like a like an NFL team's fight song. 
you know, it's it's almost uh, like Viking in nature. You know, it's meant to like hype somebody up, and you know, a lot of words of like valor, courage, bravery, and you know, as you're just kind of reciting that over and over, and you know, you're kind of like nodding your head to your own tune. You know, if if anything, this is like the perfect night for it because no one is around to hear how poorly Beetle could <laughs> and probably is performing. Um, oh, yeah, Beagle is a singer. Yeah, uh, you do, however, um, even though it's not a direct pinpoint, uh, because, you know, this is nighttime, you know, you have your campfire around you. You do, however, it's definitely within 100 feet. You do hear one small, like, bird squawk. And then a couple of bones break. Hmm. Predator out hunting. I'm, I'm not alarmed. Not alarmed. You continue to just polish away and, you know, you're just kind of doing your thing. And it's, it's, it's definitely not, uh, it's not footsteps. It's more of like a... I don't want to say like a giant, you know, it's not like thump, 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 thump. It's more of just like steady, um, steady motion going horizontally across you. And you see very simple, um, your reason not to be alarmed, uh, seems to Although massive and kind of scary, you see a crocodile just making its way across. Okay. Kind of sees the campfire stops, looks up at you with a duck in its mouth. <laughs> just makes like direct eye contact and kind of like nudges its face forward like, I'm going to go that way and looks back at you. I nod, and I just let it do a thing. <laughs> yeah, you nod, it looks at direction, and then just keeps going. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't doing anything to me, so I ain't doing nothing to it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if, if anything, and it's, as you alluded to, this is just something that found dinner, really. Yeah. You conclude, you know, just kind of polishing, you know, giving a prayer and just kind of soaking in the quiet. You know, you've spent so much of your life around cities, towns, taverns, you know, whatever's around that you can actually look up and with the little, the little bit of sun that has been provided. I know it's nighttime where it's like, why would that matter? But now... What should have been a night sky full of stars that you've never seen now is a night sky where you can actually see a couple of stars coming through. It's just like, huh? It's your first time ever seeing that. It's weird to think it's your first time ever seeing stars. Definitely a core memory. It's kind of in that urgency where it's like, okay, you've seen all this, 
you've gone through it. You're kind of basing the time off of okay, this happened, that happened. You're at like four hours, 58 minutes. Sure, let's go. And you kind of just shake Benji awake and point up and, you know, he's kind of like rubbing his eyes like, what, what, what? And looks up and sees the same thing. Beautiful, isn't it? I didn't know that was there. In all my years, I've never seen such a thing until tonight. No, like, I've just heard, like, you know, like, stories. I didn't know if it was, you know... Cool. Go, go sleep. I got this. I got this. Uh, are we safe? Anything happen? Intruders? Are we good? I don't see any blood. That's a good sign, We're right? Perfectly safe. perfectly safe. Great, great. As I... I'm about to lay down... Mm -hmm. I just hand him a dagger, Blake. Just in case. Thanks, man. Thank you. And uh, later on, and I pass yeah. off. And you immediately hear, like, the pew of it, like, you know, uh, pommel leaving hand and dring of it, like, hitting, like, a, a broken down tree stump. Like, ah, children. In his defense, you did say train. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and uh, you sleep soundly throughout your night, actually. I'm just double, yeah. I was going to say I'm just double checking, and then that was a natural one. Yeah. You sleep like a baby. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, you know, a very gentle, uh, you know, shoulder shake away to Beats. Beats. Come on, buddy. Uh, okay. I'm up. Let's do some stretching. I can try. Because he tries to, like, toe touch and can just, like, barely get to his knees. It's a good start. Consider I, this part of your training. Well, I mean, Watch I, me. How do and I, I just start showing you oh. stretches. Yeah. How do I word this? Um, you take up more space than I do, right? You know, you're I wider. Would hope so. You're Big wider. Cat. You know, you're more vertical. So I can... What if I just show you? And you see he uh, finds a couple of the sturdier trees and literally just, like, uh, wall rides vertically, like, up a tree, swings off a couple of branches, does, like, a couple of backflips, and as he's about to hit the ground, like, cartwheels. Even though he's not necessarily the strongest, it seems more of, like, gymnastics, acrobatics, dexterity is kind of his thing. Stretching will help you prevent injury while doing that. But that was cool to watch. Okay, I can I can try. Just watch me. You don't have to go. It's gonna be a stretch. I want to see. 
Oh, hey! I mean, even if we would do like 18 with acrobatics, still it would be like 30 plus. That you, you do definitely hear that like, you know, there's a bit of like a grasp his, you know, like uh, his palms across his back and just like stretch his back out, you know, like past his waist. And there's like that immediate, like almost like bubble wrap. <laughs> oh, oh. Ah. Beats. You could be Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm cool. I just keep stretching out, giving him suggestions, showing him different ones. Yes, uh, just give me one moment, because I just need to double check something here. What? You're fucking funny. Okay, and uh, <laughs> um, you're Mia, fucking welcome. And uh, I would guess in that downtime, you're also preparing Mia. Yes. I'm giving her stretching, making sure she's limbered up. Great. Uh, do you want to do that with lay on hands or medicine? Just medicine. Okay, uh, I would actually just say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if you want to do a medicine check just to ensure that she's like in good health, you can. But you would also guess that she would take the benefits of a rest the same way that you would. I would assume that, she would. Yeah, that since we have gone overnight and this is just morning, and you have made it through most of your travel, um, you would feel pretty okay about her. Oddly, <laughs> as you feel pretty good about her, you look to Benji, and Benji is taking a couple of steps back from you. What's up, Benji? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. You're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm good. We're pals. Good. Great. So let's, let's go. Tell me the truth, Benji. Why did you just back up? Yeah, and you, you can see he's almost like trying to pace around you. Um... Hold on, let me just, like, look through, like, you have, like, a backpack or something. Here, just let me, and you can see he goes into his tent, the same one that you slept in, um, you know, starts retract, and it, it's very cartoony, where it's, like, you can just see, like, various things, like, you know, a canteen and stuff flying out, and you see he grabs, like, a little, like, hand mirror, almost like something, like, a elven woman would use for, like, her makeup. Um, maybe you should just, and he doesn't even hand it to you. He kind of just tosses it like 10 feet away and backs up again. Maybe you should just, you know, like, uh, make sure you're in order, right? You know, that we're good? I pick up the hand mirror. Yeah, so, uh, as you... 
pick it up and see your reflection, you actually see that your your eyes, similar to Benji's, how they were black, yours are a pure red. Oh. So, you know, it was it was like I said, if if you're good, I'm good. Um let's uh go to mid March. Woo Benji. Yeah. You see how my eyes are this color? Where no, they're normally No, you're good. Let's Benji, don't lie. Okay. You see how my eyes are? Mm-hmm. This red. Your eyes were like this, but all black. Right. Just so you have uh, a Yeah, yeah I got an idea now. Yeah, but yes, I, I'm good. Okay. And uh, as you say that, um, it's not that you're not, you know, you are kind of just tapping into and not in like a sellout way. It's just you're kind of tapping into the spiritual sense of Beetle, you know, your soul. You you aren't corrupt. You believe in your deity. You are good. This is more of religiously your your sense of evil is really struggling. You used it a couple of times in the past couple of days, and it's been successful. It's been unsuccessful. It's just you're not sure if you're throwing throwing yourself through a loop. If uh, Uriel is trying to help, you know the the whole thing. It's it's really confusing. But you are also approaching mid March, where you know something happened. There's a lot of different variables here. It's just your your sense of evil. It, if anything, it's hungry. Even though Beetle mm. might not know something's up, the sense of evil knows something's up. While we're on Mia heading mm -hmm. the final way, yep. I just tell Benji, look. I'd rather something... not, but I'll listen. Uh, it could be a saving thing. That... Sure. Listen. So, you know how I have a gift of sense evil? Yeah. It, I think, is being triggered by whatever is going on in mid-March. Okay. And due to the ferocity of its triggered, caused my eyes to go red. Okay. Well, I mean, we should be there by, like, what, lunchtime, right? I would say so. I mean, will... Can I, can I call him Will? He seems to like William 
or like Mister or something, but I I liked Will. Um, around me, like right now. Yeah, I'm fine with okay. that. When we get back, I would ask him though, just okay. to make sure. That made sense. Good call. I mean, he said we should be there by, you know, like right around now, which, you know, we, we didn't fuck off, you know, I think we've been good boys. If anything, we just helped Largen. Yeah, I mean, if that hadn't happened, we would yeah, and there be was there some, by now. Yeah, and there was some weird shit. So we just gotta make up that lost time, and we'll be in mid-March, and we'll see your friend. It's going to be great. Yeah. Why don't I it believe will be. you? Why don't I believe you? I'm just preparing myself mentally for whatever happened to another friend. Okay. Okay. Uh, you've only mentioned a couple of them before. And, uh... Larkin talked about one, so I'm assuming it's the other. Uh, Nev? Nave? Nivian? Yeah, uh, you think something's wrong with him? He's the one that we have gotten summoned here by the one that Largan mentioned to help. I see. And he's unwell? No details were given, just that something happened to him. Okay, so he could be in jail, he could be missing, he could be... I see, he could be anything, so you're preparing yourself for the worst. I understand. Yes, you are correct. Okay. Well, I mean, I will be right here. I have never and probably never will be a shoulder to cry on because most shoulders are higher than mine but should you retract lower my shoulder is free thank you for that offer it's the morning i'm very surprised i could figure all of that out Hiya! still doesn't work she's going the exact same speed almost disapproving To make it seem like it worked, as he's going, Hiya, I give a gentle tap with my heel. No, I won't even subject you to a still check. Ooh, that's a 19 on Mia. Yeah. There's the Hiya by, uh, by Benji, and at first he's kind of let down, but then you do that, and there's a bit more pep in her step, and you see that immediate smile of like, I did it! I just give him a pat on the head. And as you do, uh, you know, you guys kind of woke up, broke camp, and jumped on right away. Uh, that I would guess you would leave around like 7 8 o'clock. Um, within the next few hours, by, you know, like uh, Mr. Mazarin was guessing, like maybe morning, that you're probably looking at around lunchtime. Anything you're looking out yeah. for? Anything you want to do before you arrive? Because you're guessing within the next three to four hours you'll be there, truthfully. I'm going to start checking for traps. Anything that 
could hinder. Yeah, and work... that seems like out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make a perception check, please. It's gonna be my new middle name: perception check, perception check. Well, no, I mean we we are just you know, with travel, we're using our eyes a lot. Well, at least it's matter have a good mixture of numbers. Um, you yeah. want to take a guess? Is it above twenty-five? George, what number is on my die? Oh, is that another gnat? It is. That's why I said it's at least a healthy mixture tonight. Okay. With that, um, no traps. There's nothing. There's nothing dangerous. There's just a couple of things that catch your eye. Let's like I said, there, this is nothing bad. This is nothing that's going to hurt you or Benji or Mia. This is nothing harmful. These are just differences that you've noticed from when you left mid-March, which was, we're looking at almost like two weeks ago now. Oh. To now. Because you had to go through all of Maddox's tomb. You had to go through all of Sawyer. You had to get out. You had to be in Reynoldton. And then you had this travel. So it's it's been a, a little bit since you've been back. Yeah, We're, I would say. That. Yeah. Um, so with these couple of weeks that have passed, as you're approaching, as is realization is approaching, the lack of traps is due to the abundance of still being constructed and freshly constructed new homes being built. You see tons of dwarves around too, where the old um, like territory of the city of Midmarch would end, there seems to be this massive expansion that's currently happening. Without recall knowledge and because of that skill check, you would imagine that many, many of these figures that you see waving at you and Benji are many of the cursed and trapped souls that you and Sawyer freed. For the first time in decades, centuries, for as long as they could remember, you're actually seeing smiles. You're actually seeing some joy. You see wheelbarrows of minerals. Um, you see a couple of new shops, some new vendors. This complete breath of life that was in a city that just within the most recent month was struggling for clean water is expanding. You don't see any sort of calendar or any sort of bounty board from the first time you were here that was posted. Uh, reason being is our very first session, <laughs> a an event called the Cindering was happening. You don't yeah. see anything like that 
on the agenda. Looking around, you see a couple of folk walking around with not only just silvered weapons, but also small little canisters of holy water or holy oil. Not only has some agitation come to this place, but a lot of familiar faces, as weird as it is to say. Now that they have resurfaced, it seems as if everyone whom was previously here is teaching everyone who now is presently here how to properly defend themselves. Good, good. You look around. Even though you don't know these people, there's waving, there's clapping, there's applause. Benji's absolutely confused. You know, he's just kind of soaking it in, like, yeah, I'm here too. And Beetle is smiling, laughing at Benji on the inside. And as you retract off of Mia, I'm guessing kind of the first place you would want to go is Easton's Pub. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, you... You know, descend off of Mia. Uh, do you want to bring her back to uh, the necklace? Yeah, let her rest. Yeah, that as uh, you know, essentially just drops form. I guess is what we can call it. You know, that same kind of like ribbon, you know, uh, rope-like sensation around your neck takes place, and you see that same, you know, stone rocky emblem of the horse. And before I you... just pat it and say, good girl. And before you can even enter Easton's pub, uh, you notice, first of all, to your left and to your right, not only has the city, but this has expanded. There's outdoor seating. And you notice right where all of these tables and chairs are is where the sun rays hit directly down. Same sun rays that wouldn't be here without you and Sawyer. I like the new look. You enter inside and see a familiar, rather chubby humanoid figure actually flicking a gold off of his thumb. You recall for so many years they dealt in silver copper you know whatever they could to scrape by gold in his hand still same bushy beard same kind of robe with the almost uh similar to that uh weightlifters you know like when they do squats with the belt <laughs> big hefty <coughs> belt on Still no smile, but you can tell in his eyes he's happy. So you lock eyes with Easton. There are uh, about three or four gnomes just kind of sitting there. Teenagers that are still probably drunk from last night. Just trying to, you know, re-drunken themselves. Literally just brings out his left arm and pushes them aside. Opening two stools for you and Benji. 
Oh. Beetle. Swiftclaw. Hello, Easton, my good dear friend. It has been too long and, like, doesn't even shake your hand. Just kind of, like, grabs you by, like, you know, the scruff on the back of your neck and, you know, connects foreheads. You got my message. Quicker. I did. Quicker than I expected. My dear. Yeah. Well, no, no, this is, this is great. This is, this is just great. Thank you. Thank you so much on such short notice. Uh, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Who's your friend? Uh, yes and yes. And this is my friend, Benji. Benji. He is also hungry and thirsty. Benji, yeah. And you can see he's just like, uh, yes, uh, much larger, sir, than me, uh, please. <laughs> He's using a lot of unnecessary words, but that's cool on the house. I, I would never. And you see the entire demeanor turn serious because it's like, okay, we got the introductions out of the way. I would never reject serving customers. However, Beetle, I think you and I both know you're not just a customer. No, no. I am exactly that, a customer. Hmm. Thank you. As I said, from 10 gold. <laughs> Thank you. How about... How about we get some food in you boys and then, uh... Then I'll show you the damages. I sound good. I like this little one. He's got some spunk. You have no idea. And I think that's actually a good point for us to call it a session. Uh, yeah. You returned. It only took a couple of hours, but we finally got you back to Bidmarch. Mm -hmm. uh, reunited with with Easton. You got Benji with you. And a lot of catching up to do. Do we ever. Okay. We will see you guys next time, and we hope you enjoyed. <laughs>